Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at wide jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. Welcome aboard, everyone. I know what you're thinking. Nate, Tim, there hasn't been one single dribble of basketball since you last left us. But you know what? We're isolated. We're doing social distancing, and uh, we got stuff to talk about. Ain't that right? And uh, joining me, as always, from the province of Alberta, way up north, in the great white north, it's Tim Dombrova. Way up north, Nate, where the COVID virus fears to tread. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it fears you. Well, um, as I told you earlier, uh, the off uh, off air, the uh, latest report was that actually didn't happen until almost well, about quarter after five for some reason. But uh, we had uh, only one in our area, one new one, and there's only four total. So we're feeling eh, we're not safe, but we're we're feeling optimistic that. For the time being, anyway, we're we're dodging the bullets up here. So, yeah, I mean, down here in my state, we don't have enough tests to really test, but we're uh, you know we're hanging tough. So that's because that's because we hoarded them all up here. Yeah, really, you guys got all the good tests. So, I we mean, have done, uh, we have done more testing than anywhere in North America. That's crazy. But hey. Better safe than sorry, right? Yeah, hey, that's 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 what oil money will do for you. Hey, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. But you know what? We're here, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of basketball as best we can. But uh, I think we're going to go ahead and and make this announcement starting not this week, but next week. Um, we're not going anywhere. Nobody panic. There will be no uh, <laughs> there'll be no running away from uh, the podcasting world because right now it's about the only damn thing we can do is podcast. If anything, so, if anything there'll be more podcasts as, a, as opposed to four. Yeah, just depending on how everything works with me and you know, I'm going to online schooling now. Um, you know, that's going to be interesting. So I'm hey. intrigued by what happens there. <laughs> Thank God you're not Tom Robinson and having to do online schooling, eh? <laughs> 
How does that fight work? I don't understand. Oh, God. Good old Tom, but... Nate, Nate, uh, I hit the button, nothing happened. (laughs) Oh, God. Somebody do do my homework for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway... Sorry, Tom. Um, if you're listening, sorry, yes, Tom. we love you, Tom. We really do, but not, um, but but, not really. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> starting next week, since there's no really anything going on, uh, Wideman Can't Jump's going to go to a little bit more of a free forum. Uh, we're going to be talking all sports, uh, really, and there's a lot to talk about in the NFL. Um, we'll talk about that next week. But, uh, you know, the NFL, we're going to talk, you know, possibly some, uh, you know, what basketball we have, what news and updates we get, we will talk about. Um, And we're going to, and there may be some sports trivia going on. We're going to still try and bring you content every week as best we can. Of course, you know, we love pro wrestling, so we'll probably talk a little pro wrestling here and there. Um, But basically, we're going from just a straight NBA podcast to a sports podcast now with the lack of product going on. First, so that's really the the ultimate goal here. The first big story will be the 30 on 30 on the Shinston sinkhole Ed Boggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we, we got some cool stuff planned. Now, one thing we are going to do next week and Tim and I've already talked about it. So get prepared. Next week we are having a uh a look at the most disappointing teams in sports history. Um, teams that didn't live up to the hype teams that, uh, choked at the end. Um, you know, just disappointment. So we're going to be looking at that next week. And now we're talking all sports here, baseball, football, basketball, curling, uh, track and field, anything you think of it, we're doing it. Did you know, Nate, that the, uh, Shinston over 40 league is the G league, but the G is for Geritol. <laughs> the Shinston Over 40 League coming to ESPN 28, uh, the Vantio Show. Sponsored so by, make what, sure you tune. by what? Geritol, uh, Bureau Cream, um, <laughs> Preparation H. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Shinston Over 40 League is taking it on the chin tonight. Yes, yes. <laughs> the poor Shinston over 40 league. But yeah, that, that's kind of what our game plan is, I think, moving forward. We've got a uh, you know, lot of sports going on still, a lot of news in the NFL. Free agency in the NFL has been crazy. Uh, we've a yeah, lot to talk about there. Weird stuff going on there. I think some NFL owners have maybe got COVID because there's some strange Somebody. stuff going on there, man. Yeah, you, and, that's, and, yeah, that's weird. We will have plenty of time to talk about that and uh, moving forward. Now, once we get, you know, NBA and things start happening again, we'll go back to talking NBA and there's still going to be NBA talk while we're, while they're on a bit of a break. But, um, you know, we just wanted to throw that out there that we're going to go a more sports based route. And hopefully when the draft gets near, we'll have our chance to do our annual draft show. Uh, That's one of my favorite shows we do every year. So, Looking forward to that. All right. Um, okay, Tim, let's talk about it. The big, scary COVID-19 coronavirus. So, I mean, we kind of got, um, we kind of got to check it out and talk about it here. 
Um, we've had a lot of breaking. We've got seven players now confirmed in the NBA that have this coronavirus. And Tom Hanks, who's much more important than those seven. Well, yes, Tom Hanks does have it. American um, treasure, Tom Hanks. American treasure. Him and his wife, uh, both. They, well, they both one contracted of the, it. One of, the, one of the greatest actors of all time and probably should play Bobby Knight in the upcoming biopic, Indiana Idiot. Oh, now come on. Bobby Knight's awesome. Great coach. Bobby Knight's a jerk. Uh, you know, I never said, he, never said that he was... Uh, Going to be passing out turkeys to the right, well, how about, I just said he's an well, ass. He, fine, he might be I'll an asshole, it. but he's a good coach. I'll change it to Indiana Ignoramus then. Is that more intellectual? That's a little better. A little I bet better. you Bobby. I bet you Bobby Knight wears a MAGA hat. <laughs> well, we're not getting into that. Um, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no. Well, here's some of the updates. The here's some of the updates with the virus. Um, Detroit Pistons player Christian Wood tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, he had, he played against the Jazz on last Saturday night. He had 30 and 11 rebounds against Rudy Gobert, and uh, he has not shown any symptoms, and he's doing fine. Um, also reports the NBA teams operating G League franchises expect the rest of the minor league season will be canceled. Regular season usually runs through the end of March with the playoffs in April. The players have been informed they'll get paid through the end of the schedule. The CDC is recommending no events of 50-plus people in the next two months. Uh, That's actually now down to 10. They don't want you to do more than 10. And uh, it comes as a number of NBA owners and executives increasingly believe a June to possibly get back to playing. And... When, if they do, there will be no fans. League scouting for possible arena dates all the way through August. So that's um, I, I heard that's that kind the, of the news there. NBA uh, the, the drafting for the scouting will be handled by Tom Robinson with his advanced, oh, no. <laughs> his advanced hey. uh, technologies and his ability to watch every game simultaneously and take it all in. So he's going to be ahead of that. Well, I mean, you can't get mad uh, at him for Markel Fultz. He tried to tell everybody. I did. I mean, he was right also, there. This isn't breaking news, but relatively breaking that the uh, Oklahoma players and staffers have all tested negative. Yeah, they they did report that the Oklahoma, all the Oklahoma City players and staff have tested negative. There were some positive tests, though, and that was with the Brooklyn Nets. Four players, including Kevin Durant, have tested positive um, for the Brooklyn Nets. So, according to the report coming through, um, it's it's been a wild, wild weekend for them. Durant was one of them, and Durant was not with the team when he tested positive. So, think about that, that they're – he no. got it not from being in the league or anything. He acquired it in, in Los Angeles from a um, lady friend. Mm. Kevin Durant. I have no idea. I made that up. 
<laughs> you bastard. <laughs> what I'm not Here's... making up, though, is that the mayor of New York went off on the Brooklyn Nets. Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, he did. And um, he basically uh, – go ahead, Tim. You, you know about it. Go ahead and tell, tell the – Well, he, he was uh, – you know, he said, I'm glad that they got tested and that uh, – you know, that, that'll keep it from spreading, but with all due respect, his words, not mine, NBA teams should not get tested while there are critically ill patients waiting to be tested. Tests should be for the well, not for the wealthy, but for the sick. And he's not wrong there. If they weren't showing any symptoms, they could have waited and done those at a more uh, convenient time for the rest of the city, who I'm quite sure, or state, or however you want to look at that. Yeah. Um... Especially I see both if sides of it. Wow. Yeah, but if if there is a shortage of tests, though, they should be saving those tests to confirm positives in people that are likely to be positive. Yeah, I agree. Guys, I do agree. You know what I mean? But um, one thing I do like is well, they didn't use the they didn't use this burden on the federal government to yes, test them. They, they went to a private facility. Yeah, so it could have been worse. That that is correct. Um. That's one good thing. Um, the other thing is, if we had the tests, it would be great if everybody could get tested because then we would know who all has it. And if everybody got tested, we could say, okay, these, the, all these people have it, even if they're yeah, not could, showing symptoms. And we could but just it's ship impossible. them all. You can't do it. We could just ship them all to Delco. Oh, everybody. <laughs> The the, the Bill, COVID isolation unit takes over Delco. We uh, we we re uh, we reposition the wall around, build it around the city of Philadelphia, and just pour everybody in. Done. God. Oh, but kind of, um, kind of have our own version of the Hunger Games, kind of. Well, Tom Robinson's there. The, he's the winner of the Hunger Games. Everybody no, no, else no, has got to run out. Tom, Tom, Tom is not in Del, not in the Delco area at this moment. As you, as oh, you that's know. true. That is true. I did know that. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, we're uh, we're just we're just in uncertain times, and I think the, the calmer everybody stays about everything. There's no point in blowing a gasket about anything if, if it changes nothing. Um, yeah, I, I think what we should do, and, and this is what I'll say, uh, we should stay as close to home as possible. Um, don't don't go anywhere unless you absolutely have to. Unfortunately, this week I've had to travel every single day this week, and I'm not happy well, they're about not, it. I don't know what they're telling you guys there, but... May have lost Tim. Tim, are you there? I don't know if I've lost Tim or not. Okay. I think I've lost Tim. Uh, I'll tell you what, while we wait on Tim to get back, let's go ahead and, uh, We'll take a quick time out and hear from the great law offices of Stephen P. New. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, 
family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires, and you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. StripCamFun, be sure to visit right now. It's StripCamFun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Again, thanks to our wonderful sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New. And stripcamfun.com. Tim will be back here in a second. Apparently, we've had a, a little bit of a technological problem, but we're uh, getting it straightened out here. And as soon as we do, we'll get back to talking here. We hope you guys can uh, remember to wash your hands, follow the CDC guidelines, make sure you have plenty of of distance between you and and others six feet make sure uh if you can as best you can i mean it's not terrible if you have to leave your house i mean that's uh it's not the worst thing in the world but try and try your best if you can to uh to stay in isolate yourselves and if you're feeling sick at all and i mean at all any symptoms please please go to the doctor get checked and uh, make sure you're not passing this along. We're trying to keep the curve of this virus low. And as somebody that has worked with, uh, maybe, I, I mean, I've been in, in uh, you know, learning about viruses and a lot of these things. This is something we need to take seriously um, to keep from spreading to our loved ones, to keep from spreading to our uh, our elderly, for sure. We definitely don't want that. Um, anybody with respiratory immune systems, I mean, just stay in your house. I mean, at this point they're, they're telling people stay home, don't do anything, just, uh, be safe out there, take care of everybody and, uh, make sure that, uh, just don't make those unnecessary trips. And you know what? Don't be an asshole. Uh, leave some toilet paper. I mean, there might be people that actually need it. You don't need 500 packages of toilet paper. Um, I know, Hey, First come, first serve and all, but uh, it's one of those things. You just got to make sure that uh, 
Make sure that you're you're not hoarding. Try to save some meat for people. I know meat's been uh, pretty scarce lately, so. Wash your hands, use sanitizer, do everything you can to try to prevent the uh, the spread of this virus. We we don't need this going any further than what we than what it has went so far. That's that's for sure. That's a little public PSA here from uh, from yours truly about about what's going on. Scary time. The numbers are kind of the numbers are frightening how fast this thing can spread and we, we don't want anyone getting sick from it or, or any of that. So, uh, once Tim gets back here, we will get rolling. And, uh, I do believe that, uh, I believe he has returned. Hello. Check one, two, Tim, are you with us? Uh, I have a prepared statement to read from the uh, County of Delco. Oh, okay. Uh, going forward, we will no longer slander. The good people of Philadelphia. Uh, the 76ers are the greatest NBA franchise in existence. Uh, the the Eagles will win the Super Bowl for the next decade, and the <laughs> and the Philadelphia Phillies will not only win the World Series, they will also travel uh, and defeat the Japanese champion, and then us for an encore will win the Little League World Series. That is all. Well, there you go. That's uh, the mayor Delco himself. Uh, what is that, Little Tr? <laughs> little Tr. <laughs> no, there was I don't no, know how he got elected, there, but he did. He got elected. There, um, there wasn't a single curse word in there. That wasn't Little Tr. Very true. Uh, little breaking news. This is not basketball, and I don't have to play the uh, ah. What the hell? Let's play the uh, breaking news music. It'll we'll kill it often. It'll it'll kill things. Oh damn it! Good God! Not I think bad. you like. I think you like that song. You got a thing for George Michael or something? I mean, maybe he. I consider him a. Uh, maybe I consider him a father figure, Tim. You ever thought about that? I'll I'll have faith in you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always seemed like the kind of guy that would wake you up before he goes. You know. Oh. Ah. Uh. But he does it with a careless whisper. That's enough. <laughs> I'm, out of I'm, I'm out of George Michael songs. <laughs> gonna say, I'm, I'm going to have to get on the internet and start looking because I don't know anymore. So. <laughs> but, all right, we've got some, some sport breaking news. <laughs> Apparently, the WWE has announced WrestleMania 36 will be a two-night event, Saturday and Sunday, April 4th and 5th, from the Performance Center, and will be hosted by Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots, or formerly of the New England Patriots. I thought it was going to be that it was going to take place live from Vince's bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility that, I'd say the tub in that man's house Is big enough to hold uh, at least yeah. 200 people And now I thought you were going With the football news Um, hadn't thought on it But uh, if you want to go ahead and bring it up Go for it 
Yeah. Well, Why no, not? This, this was a, this was an interesting one. Jags trading a QB Nick Foles to the Bears. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier today. Yeah, but that's still that's that's, uh, that's yeah, breaking news. Thing. I mean, that's, they trade uh, Nick Foles for a bag of balls, uh, fourth for, round pick. For all eight uh, Mitch Tabinski fans, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Well, but... and, and seven of those are his family. Mind um, you, Nick Foles is usually he really shouldn't be that worried because even if Nick Foles gets the starting job, he'll be hurt in three weeks and. Trubisky, yeah. Trubisky, Trubisky's going to be fine. He's going to be yeah, fine. He, but, he's uh, going to be right back in there and get the majority of the snaps anyway, so it isn't going to matter. But um, anyway, where where were we before I was really interrupted? Well, the, you were talking uh, about uh, you were talking about COVID nineteen and the, what uh, people Delco, can do to kind of take care of themselves. Delco, I believe Delco Chamber of Commerce and their bullshit. But anyway, um, yes, yes, yes. If you do have to go out, just practice. Uh, social distancing when applicable. Don't cough on anybody. You see anybody coughing that appears to be not a little under the weather, stay away from them and wash your hands with soap and water. It's really not that tough, people. Like, get no, on it's just now we have to stay home with each other. That's really about yeah, it. And we don't have sports gotta, to distract. Yeah, but you got to get on board because this thing ain't going away anytime soon. And even if it dies off, it's still going to be out there and there's a possibility of a second wave and you know it is you treat it no different than the flu bug except that this thing tends to be a little rougher on the elderly population even than the flu is so do your part you know you don't need to go to see a movie in the theater that's why you got video on demand and pay-per-view and all these wonderful things that we take for granted and those um, of us that uh still have uh uh, DVD and Blu-ray collections. Our time yeah. is now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got all that hoarding I did that everyone said I would be sorry for. I am not sorry for. Um, pick up. There's these really weird things I found on my shelf, Nate. They're, oh, they're yeah? made of. Yeah, they've got cardboard and then they got these thin pieces of paper in between them with words on them. I bet they're called books. Mm. Um, Apparently, one can read these and and burn up a lot of leisure time. Apparently, well, I reckon, and quite entertaining, I might add. There's even some that got pictures in them. Like. Pictures, eh? Pic- pic- mm, if you got pictures, Playboys, like. now's the time to dust them out. Oh, I mean, we were talking uh, yesterday about certain uh, forms. If you know where I'm going with that. Um, well, you know, with with storytelling, and uh, so you know, if you if you need a little uh, fiction, well, you can always read those. And I I have a wonderful size some WWD uh, paraphernalia in the printed format. There are things to do, like, uh, or if you really need to talk to somebody, uh, pick up a phone, um, FaceTime. There's there's ways to talk to people without having to hang. Like, don't do like I mean I don't want to be preachy and all that stuff but uh, there was a family that ignored this uh, these uh, precautions in Calgary home of mm-hmm. yeah of stampede wrestling the hearts etc they had a had a family get together of three people 27 of them have the virus now so all because one of them had it so just you know it's I realize it sucks I realize it is a very major change of life for everyone, 
and the no sports thing and nothing on TV and people don't stop talking about it and blah, 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 blah. And I've seen too much of my elected officials that I really don't need to see. Uh, but it's the way it's going to be. It's the new, it's the new world for now anyway. So you might as well get on board and let's make it work people. Yeah. Yeah. We need to make it work for sure. So just follow the orders. That's all we can ask you to do. Um, Don't be a part. Don't be a part of the problem. Don't be like those idiots in Los Angeles lined up outside 10 deep to get into a bar just because they're bored (laughs) on a Tuesday night. Or the idiots in or the idiots in Florida that are all flocking to the beach. That was even dumber, but I mean, I'm sure every place has got instances of that, but uh, like, you know, if nothing else, if you've got elderly family, just think about them for a moment. Would you, would you wouldn't kill them in another way? Probably unless you really don't like them or something, but you know, (laughs) God, well, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, you would, if somebody told you, Hey, take a pillow and smother grandma, you wouldn't do that. But that's basically what you're doing if you're walking around her and you you had the virus, or you're taking that risk anyway, and you wouldn't. Yeah, you I mean it is you, a risk. Yeah, you wouldn't think you would do that. So you know, grow up a little bit. Uh, you won't. Uh, the world will continue. We'll be all right if everybody follows instructions. And the sooner we do, the sooner we can get back to uh, more of a semblance of normal. So absolutely. Because i got to be honest with you, Nate. I wouldn't be all that upset if they told me I had to stay home, but sports was on television. Yeah, I know. That's a, you know, it's kind <laughs> you know, of a thing. I wouldn't be. I, I mean, I wouldn't find that to be that much of a drag, but uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. kind of sucks that the, uh, you know, there's no sports or anything, but, uh, oh, well, what can you do? I mean, well, it is what it is. Have... The NCAA came out, and it's pretty much uh, it's they've canceled any any and all spring sports. There will be no NCAA tournament. Uh, the high school basketball tournaments, and I, I know in West Virginia are canceled. Uh, kids down this way, there's a lot of just, just really everything. Everything's canceled. Is there any sports on at all? Maybe like not Russian that, soccer? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, there's I mean, nothing. I mean, there's, thirty uh, for thirties are airing like crazy. Um, wrestling's to, taking place with no crowds. You've got the Delco what? open air. You've got the Delco open air masturbation tournament, but I don't know if they can televise that. Well, I know who's winning that, but uh, <laughs> that's only on closed circuit television. Yeah, that that one's a uh, that one's on uh, behind a pay window. And trust me, you don't want to get there. I mean, but, I, um, I, I, I feel that that we are probably two weeks away from finding out that we're going to lose probably basketball and hockey for the year. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that basketball and and hockey are both done for the season. Um, We can pretty much agree on that. At the very least, we may see some type of playoff. And that's going to be an empty arena. So there's just no way they can't take that risk. And I, I can't see I, them doing it. I don't even think we're going to even, I don't even think we're going to get that. Honestly, I don't even think we're going to get a playoff. I think we will be lucky to get a televised draft with people. Um, well, it'll I mean, probably there be, was a, it's not that long ago that they used to do the draft over the phone. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not against that. I hope we do have a draft. I hope they still have well, it. Or, but or you could have it. You can, I mean, you, you can basically, okay, you could set up 
uh, YouTube or Facebook or whatever, and you've got everybody is yeah. at home but on the same thing. All right, you know, it's let's go to Cleveland, and it's the guys from Cleveland in a room, or the two of them, or one of them, or however they're going to do it. And we pick, you know, Burroughs. All right, and then we. We flip over to now you're talking Burroughs. NFL. I'm talking NBA, but yeah, or, NFL or, too. Or whatever. We we flip over to Kansas and we we look at whoever it is and okay, there he is sitting at home. All right, and we talk to him and you get. I mean, really, let's be honest. I mean, if you watch the whole draft, that's a whole lot of boring after the first. I mean, maybe 10, I usually I, I do watch. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I usually do watch everything in the NBA draft. Well, you're a better man than me, because I mean, well, I'm always trying to compare my uh, predictions. So, okay, well, you know. I'm, I'm I'm content some type of online real time. You know, you got one camera in the room or whatever, and they bring them out one at a time or whatever they do. I'm okay with that. If, I mean, as long as it takes place, you know, that doesn't get suspended. Because boy, if that gets suspended, now you're looking at. Well, it just p- continues to push everything backwards, right? Uh, all right, uh, l- let me bring this up here. This, this is actually kind of funny. Uh, I just got an uh, I just got an email from uh, NBA League Pass. I- I'm an NBA League Pass subscriber. Um, I have been for years. Let me read this email to you. This is kind of what uh, NBA League Pass has decided to do. Uh, Dear NBA League Pass fan, thank you for subscribing to NBA League Pass this season. As you may know, we temporarily suspended the 2019-2020 season on March 11th in response to the coronavirus pandemic. The decision was made to safeguard the health and well-being of fans, players, everyone connected to our game, and the general public. We intend to resume the season if and when it becomes safe for all concerned. We encourage you to visit NBA.com for additional information on how to protect yourself and your family during this unprecedented time. As an NBA League Pass subscriber, we want to remind you that even though the gameplay has been suspended, there's still plenty of NBA content you can enjoy on demand. This includes full-length and condensed replays of all games from 2019-2020, as well as exclusive content or expansive archive of classic games and content. Relive the excitement by watching Zion's NBA debut, Jason Tatum's 39-point double overtime performance against the Clippers, and so much more. Thank you. Please stay safe. Sincerely, NBA League Pass. So, NBA League Pass... Uh, they're still holding out hope that there's going to be a season. I don't think we're going to get one, but uh, I think that also means they're holding out that they won't have to refund me any money. So that's kind of what they're holding out on. That is a business. I'll translate that business speak into uh, uh, common man speech. Yes. We got your, we got your money and we don't want to give it back. Exactly. Because I don't know if anybody knows this NBA league pass is far from cheap. Um, I buy it every year. Um, of course I'm smart enough to write it off on taxes as a business expense, but I still, you know, it's still a very expensive, um, how does that dollar uh, to throw? How does that coincide with your, uh, writing off the Chick-fil-A sandwiches? It's God's chicken. It's a religious thing. <laughs> it's a religious donation. It is. God's chicken, bastard. All right. 
You never heard it called God's Chicken? No, we don't have them here. You know that. Oh, yeah. I forget you guys don't have them there. And that's a letdown. You guys should really get some Chick-fil-A. That's good so stuff. It's, so it's it's God's Dirty Bird? Is that what you're telling me? Maybe. That's what, well, that's what we call KFC down here. Well, KFC, dirty, I mean. Dirty Bird. I, I think they're partly to blame for this epide- this pandemic. Uh, by putting donuts and chicken together, that we yeah, were that asking a, for that it. Was a, that was a strange take. Yeah, we call them dirty bird, or uh, people who really don't like them call them the greasy box. Yeah, well, that they are. Uh, uh, when I think of chicken, when I think of chicken places other than Chick Fil A, I think of uh, Zaxby's. We don't have one in West Virginia, but man, yeah. I've been to them out of state. They are so good. I've seen the commercials. But- uh, we don't have those in Canada. I, I love Zaxby's. Them. I've never tried. I mean, Popeyes is good. Um, I've never tried Raisin Canes. A lot of people uh, really, uh, really put over Raisin Canes. You're going to see a change in the Kentucky Fried Chicken once the election is over, because the Colonel's uh, brother Bernard will be back at the at the helm. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, Lou. Bernard, Bernard Sanders. Nah, I popped you on that the other night. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> All right, so here, let's go ahead and do this, Tim. We've got. We were able to. I was able to sit down and talk to a couple of guys this week. Talk about the NBA. Talk about uh, you know some of the happenings going on here. One guy I was able to talk to was a Washington Post NBA reporter named Ben Golliver. Ben has joined us on the show several times. As someone is entering my domain, hello. What? Oh, God. Uh, okay. Um, say hello to the world, Angie. Hello, world. <laughs> Who is that crazy psycho in the background? Is that there? Yes, Tim is on here. Oh, I'm so sad my dookie didn't Well, you put the emphasis on dookie, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, but, I, thought uh, said, I thought you said dookie, like, you know, like dump. And, I'm getting Oh, somebody! You're gonna watch all elite wrestling. I am. How bored are you? (laughs) Oh no, no! You're talking Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got her hooked on Dark Side of the Ring right now. Which one is it? The Montreal Screwjob. Okay, that's a good one. Clinical studies have shown that uh, red hair does. Bye, world. She says. Yeah. See, she just (laughs) proved it. Yes. Yeah, apparently I got her hooked on the um she I had told her about the uh the Dark Side of the Ring series. I don't know. Did you ever watch those, Tim? Uh, I haven't because we don't get I I don't have You don't have Vice TV. TV. I I'll have to send you a link on uh YouTube. That'll be a good way for you to kill some time. Uh the first season of Dark Side of the Ring was really good. And I sent it to her. I've been watching the uh I guess the I don't know, the business equivalent called uh, Dirty Money. Mm, okay. Which which is quite the show also. But we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But uh, I sent them to her, and she's got hooked on them. She watched four in one night. Um, she watched four episodes of Dark Side of the Ring I mean, in one night, and now she's hooked. I mean, she's, a, she's a Duke fan. Can she understand them? <laughs> they use they have they have a small word translations underneath. <laughs> Closed caption and some guy speaking dookie. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Mike uh Chevsky bad. Uh, uh, dr- 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 <laughs> and 
and, and, and NBA uh, good uh, one and done one one and done better. Uh, you sound like Rain Man. <laughs> oh, Rain Man. Judge Judge uh, Wapner, Judge uh, Judge Wapner. Coach, one coach, and done. Coach. One and done. Uh, uh, basketball seven o'clock at the Cameron Indoor Arena. Mike Chichetsky, good. <laughs> but anyway, aside from that little. Next week, look for it. From the Washington Post. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Uh, ben Golliver from the Washington Post joined me, and uh, we were able to talk about yes. what's on, going man. on with the COVID-19 virus. We talked about the effects of it in the league and you know what to look at. And right as he and I started talking, the news broke about the Brooklyn Nets uh, testing positive. So here's Ben's uh, reaction to that. He's been all over this. Are we going to call this segment uh... – Gulliver's Travels. Oh dear God, <laughs> you're fired. Oh, dummy, dummy, yeah, yeah. Ah, eh, you're not you know, fired. You know that Ed Bogus right now is going. <laughs> he probably is, and uh, just for that, he gets one of these. There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. <laughs> Hadn't had that in a while. Absolutely. All right, but let's hear the talk with me and Ben Golliver, uh, and then we'll be back on the other side, and we'll talk a little more. Sound good, Tim? That's it. Uh, roll that tape, but roll it uh, you know, social distancing, please. I will. Six feet away. Back here on the show is the Washington Post NBA national writer, Ben Golliver. Ben, thank you so much for jumping on the show. And uh, also, if you haven't checked it out, he hosts the Open Floor and the Greatest or the Goat Pods. So check those out if you get a chance. But, uh, man, Ben, talk about a, a day to talk. It's been a heavy, heavy news day in the NBA. We've had the Nets, four cases of coronavirus or COVID-19 have come back positive. And this news just broke about an hour ago. Uh, what are you hearing news-wise right now? Oh, I mean, it's it's the drum beat that we were sort of expecting. You know, as soon as Rudy Gobert tested positive last week, what a lot of NBA executives were telling me is like, look, uh, he's not the only guy in the league who's going to have this. I mean, based on what the, the scientists say about how it spreads, about how it takes a while for symptoms to show, for how the fact that a lot of young people don't ever even show symptoms. They don't, they don't feel uh, unusually sick. Um, it's just sort of like a quiet, you know, quiet ticking time bomb, so to speak. And so what we've seen now over the, the last week is that seven NBA players total have tested positive, including four Brooklyn Nets players uh, who their, their positive tests uh, were revealed uh, today. And one of those players happens to be Kevin Durant, obviously the biggest name, uh, in the sports world to test positive so far. So it's a, an evolving story, but I think it's also one that we should you know, keep in mind is, is potentially just getting started. Uh, it's important to note the Nets had no direct contact with the Utah Jazz or the Detroit Pistons, the two teams uh, that had had positive tests since late January. So that means that we've got two separate clusters here, right? It wasn't like Gobert gave it to Duran or Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. You know, they had played against uh, the Detroit Pistons. Christian Wood was the other positive test. So all those guys could be linked. But this Kevin Durant situation is sort of unlinked to those guys, which means you know, even a greater percentage of the NBA here is potentially exposed. 
Yeah, and when you look at um when you look at this virus, the way that it spreads, um, you know, it's airborne. It can be spread just by being in the same vicinity as someone, which is why we encourage people to practice the social distancing, uh, and things like that. But when you look at you know, obviously this is the biggest name that, that could possibly end up with this virus. How does it affect the league perception with Okay, we had Gobert, Christian Woods, Donovan Mitchell. These are these are pretty good names, but this is a superstar has come down with this virus. Now he he's not playing this season, but him coming down with it, how does that affect the league? Does that force the league to say who was saying, "Okay, we're going to try and come back in June, maybe with empty arenas." Now are we looking at you know what, playoffs are probably not going to happen this year. How does that affect it now that a superstar has contracted it? Well, I'm not sure the superstar is going to change their thinking in terms of like what to do with the schedule, right? I think that that is going to be primarily driven by their desire to create television revenue, if at all possible. And so if there's a way to hold a safe playoff that kind of makes sense on a certain timetable, they're going to try to do it. But I do think the big message from Kevin Durant's positive test, it's similar to the message we took from Rudy Gobert, which is, you know, if a higher profile athlete can get it, so can you. So you better be following all the right uh, procedures in terms of washing your hands, uh, disinfecting whenever possible, limiting your social contact, uh, doing the social distancing thing, you know, which is basically, you know, live like a podcaster, stay indoors all day. If you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Um, and, you know, avoid, you know, big gatherings. Uh, you know, if, if Kevin Durant can get it, any of us can get it. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that is a somewhat important message. But from the league's perspective on the planning, I think it's important to note how quickly this has evolved because just last Thursday, Adam Silver went on national TV and said, hey, maybe we can only have a four-week or a six-week hiatus, then we'll be back to playing games. And he told that to the, the TNT guys. And what you saw on Sunday was that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, came out and said, you know what, uh, there's no sporting activity for two months minimum, eight weeks, Right. So over the course of three days, that dream scenario of just being down for a month immediately turned into two months. And so that's how quickly some of this schedule stuff has gotten away from them. And I think when you talk to the experts past that, um, you know, it's very possible that the coronavirus situation lasts for longer than two months in the United States. It could be a three-month thing. It could be even longer than that. So at some point, the NBA could run out of time. But I do, uh, you know, in terms of being able to, to continue to schedule playoffs if in any way, if at all possible – but I don't think they're going to make a decision on that early, right? I think they're going to wait as long as they possibly can before they have to cancel the playoffs. And that's why you heard Adam Silver say, hey, look, the season's just suspended. It's not canceled because he is still holding out hope. Yeah, and just people that, that don't know, um, the United States has reported last that I, last number I saw was 4,226 total cases, uh, and most of them are – close contact or travel related cases. Now this again is, uh, th these aren't huge numbers, honestly. Um, that's just kind of how it is based on our population, but it can spread and it can get bigger. That's, and this is, I think Ben, if, I don't know if you'll agree with me here, but this is mostly a huge, huge precautionary measure that everyone is taking right now with the CDC and with the league. Uh, yeah, you don't have it, but it spreads so easily. Let's just, at precaution, stay away from each other. Uh, let's try to limit this curve as best we can. 
Right. So it's a small number now. That's the key thing. But this will yeah. increase exponentially. So every person who tests positive right now in the United States, on average, will pass it on to at least two or three people. And the problem is that you can get you can have the virus and not know it for basically up to two weeks. So yeah. think about your normal life or even the normal life of an NBA player. How many people do you think Kevin Durant came into contact with in the two weeks prior to his positive test? It could be thousands. Honestly, it could be tens of thousands, depending on how available he was to fans, you know, when he was walking through public, uh, uh, you know, public situations and everything else. Now, of course, he's not going through uh, the typical airport procedure like a lot of us would. They're going to be flying private. Uh, You know, he's going to be able to stay on the team bus and everything else. But, you know, certainly he's in a situation where if he's sitting courtside at an NBA game, he's probably taking dozens of selfies and, uh, you know, being surrounded by lots and lots of people. And that scene just repeats over and over again. So uh, it's going to be a very big number. I mean, the estimates for the United States in terms of how many could be infected, you know, they range into the hundreds of thousands, right? So it just hasn't gotten there yet, uh, but that's where it's going. And so... When you, when you consider the mortality rate here, you know, the percentage of people who potentially die, especially older people um, from this virus, that's why it's so por- important that we act kind of aggressively. And if the government say, hey, things need to be shut down, you need to abide by those rules. Um, and if, uh, you know, if it's an inconvenience for the time being or uh, there's other impacts on your daily life, I know it sucks. And I know it hits people in different ways. I mean, it's costing some people their jobs already. Um, and certainly it's going to be preventing travel for a lot of people, but we all have to kind of band together and, and do the right thing here. Yeah. And again, this isn't a virus where you catch it, you die. That's, I mean, it really affects the elderly. It affects the immuno, uh, immunocompromised people. Um, and from everything that I've seen, I, I looked at some numbers, um, first from the CDC. And then I looked at some numbers from, uh, from what's going on live around the world, there's a hundred virus in the world. 81,000 people have 81,000 of those have recovered, fully recovered. They're fine. Only 7,961 have died. I mean, that's still a big number. Don't get me wrong, but that's what's so key about this is trying to keep that curve low, trying to keep people from, from catching it and trying to keep from it getting to the elderly or to the immunosuppressed people that can't fight it off, that will cause fatalities. And that's what we don't want. Uh, currently in the United States, we are sitting at 6,340 cases at the moment. Um, so it's only going to go up from here, I think. Uh, we haven't peaked yet. Uh, the Chinese, they think they may have hit the worst of it and could possibly be recovering or on the way down, and it's like a bell curve. So I don't know about you, Ben, but I think the worst is still yet to come. In the United States, there's absolutely no doubt. I mean, keep in mind that our numbers are going to be uh, artificially deflated because there has not been widespread testing and because there's been mm-hmm. just sort of like a, a countrywide, for lack of a better phrase, ignorance. Like it took a lot of, long time for a lot of us to wake up about how serious these things could be. And I do think that um, – Given how easily it spreads and how high the mortality rate is in some areas, especially for older people, we should all be acting as if this is sort of a killer disease. Now, your point is right. You know, in terms of percentage-wise, people under 50 are at way less risk of dying or or serious uh, complications. And in some cases with the NBA players, they don't even show symptoms. They don't even feel bad. I mean, we heard from Donovan Mitchell say, hey, I could 
play through a playoff series right now if I needed to. Kevin Durant said he was feeling fine. Uh, but the key thing is, like, if, if Kevin Durant were to take a photo uh, with your 80-year-old grandmother and, and infected, uh, you know, pass the infection on to her, her risk of dying is severe, right? It's, it's pretty darn high. The numbers are, are very unforgiving for, uh, you know, compromised elements of this population. So that's why uh, – that's where the whole social distancing thing is, comes from. We don't want yeah. uh, any infected person, uh, you know, interacting in any way with those kinds of communities. Well, let's talk about, uh, you know, you mentioned Rudy Gobert. He's kind of been labeled patient zero here in this whole coronavirus, this whole situation. Um, he and Donovan Mitchell are both the first two to be tested and turn out to be positive. What was the what was the response from the Jazz and from Donovan Mitchell to Rudy Gobert? Because some reports will lead people to think that there might have been some hostility there. Well, I think that there was so much fear and apprehension with Rudy Gobert's test that it was easy for people to sort of blame him. And not only was he patient zero, but he kind of wound up being public enemy number one. But I think it's really important for people to realize there's a distinction here. Rudy Gobert was the first player to test positive. He wasn't necessarily the first player to have the virus, right? Another player could have given them that virus and they just never had symptoms. And so they didn't feel the need to get tested. Now, Rudy Gobert did have symptoms. He had the fever. He was feeling ill. That's why they wound up testing him, right? So it's possible some other NBA player gave it to him. It's possible that even Donovan Mitchell gave it to him, right? Or Christian Wood, the Detroit Pistons player who also tested positive, uh, even though he tested positive later, he could have been the one who gave it to Gobert. We just don't know. That's the the frustrating part of the the virus. It's very difficult to track in that way. So what I think the, the big takeaway from uh, Rudy Gobert, and actually we heard Donovan Mitchell say that you know he's kind of moved past some of his anger and frustration, and he's glad that Rudy Gobert is doing okay and everything else. I think the big takeaway, though, from Rudy Gobert's whole experience is that even though he was immature, I mean, he had, there's that video of him touching everybody's microphones and, and touching phones and um, you know kind of making light of the NBA's media policy about the coronavirus – after the fact, once he tested positive, he actually acted very maturely. He took full responsibility for what he did. He apologized to everyone who he inadvertently, um, you know, put into danger. He donated $500,000, which is a pretty darn big chunk of his $25 million salary. And then he taped a public service address that's been viewed by more than 1.5 million people, right? So if we all put ourselves in his shoes and say, well, it's really embarrassing to test positive. Everybody's crushing you on social media. They're making fun of you. They're saying, you know, they're saying all sorts of negative things about you. It would have been very easy for Rudy Gobert to run and hide. But instead what he did is he tried to turn a negative into a positive by spreading awareness, by, um, you know, donating money, and by, you know, trying to show good leadership uh, characteristics and tendencies by standing up and saying, you know what, I screwed up. I didn't take this thing seriously enough, and I should have. And I think all those things are commendable. And for sure, I understand people who want to hold him accountable for the goofy stuff he did beforehand, that maybe that contributed to the positive test. You know, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying, you know, zoom out and take a look at the whole picture too. Well, think about, though, his positive test. If he doesn't get tested, he doesn't test positive, that game goes on in Oklahoma City. Donovan Mitchell had the had the virus. How many people did possibly go bear testing positive, maybe save from getting this virus or at least delayed or, or maybe even impacted? Like he could have really maybe not saved, but 
they really limited that spread that night by canceling that game. So maybe Gobert by testing positive really kind of helps save a lot of people. Um, maybe even save some lives if you want to look at it in that aspect. For sure. Somebody had to go first and it's not just the people at that game. Um, I do think we should point out like they almost played that game, right? So Donovan Mitchell was on the court interacting with ball boys and fans, uh, the opposing team players. So like there was a potential spread at that game, but the fact that he tested positive shut down every game everywhere, right? Like the NBA, NHL, major league soccer, um, the list goes on, uh, you know, national hockey league. So uh, in baseball, so like every sport basically shut down after that. So there's no question uh, somebody had to go first. You know, everybody was sort of waiting for there to be a positive test, I think, or waiting for some huge governmental action before they decided to shut things down. And it just happened to be Rudy, Rudy Gobert's test. And so, uh, you know, I think that is an important kind of pivot moment uh, in this whole narrative for sure. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, a lot of teammates, or maybe not teammates, but a lot of teams are having players. I know Giannis, Kevin Love, um, and uh, Mark Cuban's done a lot. There's been a lot of love shown from the NBA players to the staffs of these teams that are going to be, you know, the hourly workers that Mark Cuban brought up the very first night, people that aren't going to have a job because of this shutdown. And I think the NBA is going above and beyond, especially the players, in taking care of those who are going to be out of work, not getting their hourly wage. Mark Cuban set up something uh, really nice for them. Glenn Taylor today came out from the Minnesota Timberwolves, has donated a million dollars in the effort uh, to make, take care of employees. I mean, what do you think about owners and, and players stepping up and acting appropriately here? Zion Williamson, he, he also, he's 19 years old, and he's donating $100,000 to help pay these people. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's a sign of being a good citizenship. Uh, there's going to be a lot of money lost by all those people that you mentioned, uh, you know, potentially uh, during this, this shutdown. So these are not small actions by any of those people. Uh, from my understanding, to pay arena workers for one game at an average arena costs somewhere in the neighborhood of $100,000. So when there are people out there who are saying, I'm going to cover every home game for a month, that 100,000 adds up very, very quickly across all those workers, right? So, because um, it's 100,000 a pop every time. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, it's a good example of the NBA community coming together. And I also think it's an example of public pressure working. Um, I think you saw a lot of outrage in the immediate aftermath uh, of like the Golden State Warriors, for example, saying that their hearts went out to the arena workers and everyone's saying, well, you guys are worth billions of dollars as an organization. What do you mean your heart goes out to them? Why don't you take care of them? And I think you saw pretty quickly that message spread across the country. And, and uh, you know, the, the little guy here isn't going to be footing the bill for the entire sport. And I think that's good. Yeah, I agree. Um, the TBT is scheduled to take place in July. I don't know if you follow the TBT too much, but the TBT is scheduled to take place in July. You know, the rumor is the NBA, best-case scenario, eyeing a June return with no fans. Um, don't know anything about the draft. What do you think will be the next thing we see basketball-related happen uh, that we can actually tune in and enjoy? Will it be the draft? Do you think we're going to have some sort of playoff? Will it be the TBT in July? What do you think is the next big move for basketball? Well, I think the next thing that would have to get canceled, if it's not like the regular season sort of getting officially canceled, would be the draft combine, because that's usually scheduled for May in Chicago. 
Um, when you're looking at that event, bringing together players from all across the country, having scouts fly in from every single team, that seems very unlikely to take place, right? They're going to have to scale that thing back, and you're probably not going to really see the types of scrimmaging in an environment that you would normally see there. If I had to bet, I, I think that it's going to be too difficult for them to reschedule a playoffs, and they're going to eventually just have to cancel the whole thing. That's not reported. You know, I've had some uh, NBA executives, team executives, I should say, um, you know, tell me that they kind of expect things, you know, the playoffs are in jeopardy and it's just getting tougher and tougher. But, um, you know, if you miss that, then I think you're probably also going to have to miss the Olympics. I understand there was an announcement today. They sort of postponed the draw uh, in terms of, you know, who plays who for the Olympics basketball. So there's a good chance that's out. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if summer league winds up becoming untenable. That's usually scheduled for July. Um, so I think that if, you know, the playoffs get canceled, you know, we're probably looking at, until October in terms of NBA basketball. Right. Um, and I know you mentioned the yeah. TBT and, and there's the big three is out there as well. And they're trying to, I don't, is that what you were referring to with TBT? Uh, yeah, the, the TBT is the, uh, the basketball tournament that happens every summer. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, right. I always enjoy so there's, it. They're there's actually the, having it. They're actually having one of the, uh, the early rounds and in, in, close to me for once in my life. And then of course this happens. Uh, but, right. Uh, yeah. So there's there's so, also that big, there's that big, there's that big three league too. Um, and I yeah, know yeah. they're already trying to, they're scrambling, trying to figure out contingency plans for their schedule. Cause that runs over the summer too. I mean, it's possible that, you know, both those tournaments just wind up, you know, being a victim of this virus too. It's a little bit too early to tell, um, you know, there is some hope that viruses like this tend to die down during the summer months. And at some point, as you mentioned in China, the, you know, you, you kind of hit the top of the curve and you're on the downward slide and then life starts to resume and, and get back to normal. And there's some uh, countries that have tried to resume their basketball schedules already. Um, so there is, you know, some light at the end of the tunnel. But I, I do think like, you know, the most likely scenario to me at this point is that we all just kind of reconvene next year for the season. Yeah, I believe that's what we're going to see as well. So uh, we'll have to – I guess it's a day-by-day perspective, and we'll have to take it from there and kind of play this out. I know that not the way we wanted to end it, especially those of us that put money down on the Clippers to win the NBA Finals this year. But, you know, uh, either way, I'm not saying who did that, me. But that's just the way it's uh, going to play out, it looks like. Well, Ben, I appreciate you getting on with me and sparing some time. I know you're busy, and especially with this news just breaking about the the Brooklyn Nets, and I'll let you go ahead and get back to work on that. I know we're all going to be busy here with that going on. But uh, before you go, let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and follow you and hear your podcasts and all your work that you're doing, doing some great stuff out there. Yeah, you know, WashingtonPost.com slash sports uh, is, is the place to go for all my writing. You can check out Sports Illustrated's Open Floor NBA podcast, and I'll have another podcast called Greatest of All Talk or, or the GOAT NBA podcast. That's at greatestofalltalk.com, and I'm on Instagram at Oliver. All right, well, thanks, Ben, and we'll hope to have you back on here, and hopefully next time we have you on, it won't be so doom and gloom, and we'll have some better news. So thanks again for coming on, yeah. and I'll uh, talk to you soon. I hear that, man. Take care and stay safe and make sure everybody you know is staying safe, too. You, too. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. And that was my conversation with Ben Golliver from the Washington Post, kind of breaking down this COVID-19 virus and uh, 
everything that's going on there. And uh, I don't think, you know, I'm going to say this. While you should take this seriously, this more than likely you will be fine. We don't want people to freak. Uh, and I think some people were having a little bit of a, a breakdown um, that I've known. People, people, anxiety and fear are up. But we do want to tell you, don't panic. Yeah, there's a big difference between taking it seriously and panic mode. It's two different yeah. things. There's no need to panic. Like I said, do what people are telling you to do. You'll be fine. That's the only way we can look more, at more it. Than, yes, more than likely you will be A-OK. So, anyhow. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I'll tell you what, people who aren't settling, and that's the good people from Atomic Comics and Collectible, LLC. They are putting up more movie posters every single day. They got a huge lot of movie posters. So if you're a movie poster collector, I know I used to collect them a lot. Go check them out. They've got so many. Tim, you you've seen a lot that I've been trying to put out there for them. I was uh, there was one. I think it was might have been this morning that I was coveting a little bit. Um, oh yeah, which uh, which one? Do you remember the movie? I'm I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, you know, I hold on. Not enough, I, I, was I, it? No, but I saw the, that one. The Seeker, maybe. Yes, it was the Seeker. That's the one. I've never yeah. seen that. Uh, yeah, no, not not that bad. Uh, I, I will say that the, that the Duff is okay for if you're got a sense of humor. Never seen that one either, believe it or not. Yeah, you know what that stands for, right? No. It's Designated Ugly Fat Friend. Ah, so me. Every, every, <laughs> every hot, well, the, the premise is, is that every hot girl has a Duff. Yeah, you're not and, wrong. And, and the guy has to break it to the girl that you are in fact the duff. <laughs> she's not Oof. not yeah, and she's not buying. And then she tries to break the stereotype of, of the duff. It's all right. It's a I mean it's a teen movie, but it's all right. Mm, very cool. But yeah, check them out. Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. All kinds of cool movie posters. They had a Shrek poster up. Everybody loves Shrek. Um, just go check them out. They're on Facebook, Atomic Comics Collectibles LLC on Facebook. Check them out. Here's some more from them. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say... Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Again, go check them out, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And uh, to still line, you'll be glad you did. All right. So we still got about an hour left in the show. Okay. I got to share one thing quick, Nick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Share. 
This is uh, in regards to the uh, Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay move. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. I believe you put a bet on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl, correct? Uh, as soon as I found out the trade was coming, yes, I put 50 bucks down on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. If that happens, the odds I got were at 26 to 1. So if it happens, I'm looking at $1,300. Okay, so check this out. I just got a, a message from a friend of mine who shall remain mm-hmm. nameless. He put 65 bucks on Tampa Bay. Our odds cousin are, Kevin? Yep. <laughs> okay, odds are odds are plus twenty nine hundred for eighteen hundred and something to pay out. Yeah. All right. Then he doubles down and puts a bet on the Patriots. Forty one bucks. Or forty bucks, I think it was. Uh, plus fourteen hundred or something like that. Wins five hundred and eighty one. But this this is this is the funny part to me. Then messages me and says I covered all my bets. I'm in either way. I, I spent 105, oh. and I'm like, no, you're not. And what if one like, of the other teams wins? I said, what if somebody else wins? And he went, oh, brain, you know, brain fart. <laughs> like, are I you sure that wasn't my cousin Kevin? Because he did the exact I, same thing. Well, maybe, maybe there's people think dumb people think alike. No offense to your cousin Kevin. I'm not sure, but uh, I mean, that, I mean, I'm not even lying. That's the exact same really? amount of money he put down in every. Well, he, he figured he. I guess he did some kind of math and figured you know he could part with 110 dollars. So that was his. That was his logic. So he bet 110 dollars, 65 and 45, and somehow seen somewhere in there got so excited that he forgot that there's a good chance that neither One of, of the them other teams. <laughs> That, that somebody else is gonna. Well, they both can't. They can't even play one another. Man, there he is. He heard you. That number looked slightly familiar to me, but not at the same time. Interesting. <laughs> this could be someone I know. Oh, I get some weird. I mean, we get a lot of telemarketing calls and nonsense of that nature. Um. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, and you know what we're moving on to. While it may, you may be down, we still have this. Yeah, Bush League. <laughs> it's I don't know what happened there, but we are still having Bush League this week. Are you excited, Ooh. Tim? I <laughs> am on the there. edge of I'm on the edge of my seat for Bush Week. Bush League. Bush Week. I'm gonna change it to Bush Bush Week. How about that? Bush Week. Well, if you're wanting to head on over, head on over to Twitter. Because we've got three Bush League nominees this week and you're probably sitting there going, Nate, there's no basketball. How can we have Bush League nominees? Oh, sir. We can still have Bush League without basketball, okay? It's possible. Tim, are you ready? That's the thing. I am ready. All right. Our first Bush League nominee is this gentleman whose son, it looks like, is riding in a uh, a toy 
a nice little toy car, and he tries to stop him, and whoa, the sun goes flying out the side of it into the ditch. Oh, man. The kid is having a That's ball, a, though. You can see it. That is some irresponsible parenting right there. I mean, he didn't mean to, but the kid just goes flying. I mean, it wasn't attempt. I mean, it wasn't attempt at a save there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but, it, it was know, a nice try. He probably would have done more. I mean, even though he went out the door and slid down the ditch a little bit there, that was probably less damage than if he stays in there. And yeah, I mean that, that too. Eh, still, I mean, <laughs> it was a nice try, but unfortunately for this gentleman, and uh, is that an LA Dodgers? Shirt, it's got to be. Sorry, Armando, but uh, you know what it is. That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me? Yeah. All right, let's go to our next video with this guy. He's working a cement mixer, and somebody hands him a beer, and <laughs> he's still holding on to the, he's holding on to this machine. It's almost like a, a jackhammer, but he's hammering down cement and. <laughs> yeah, that was, and then throws it like a yeah. goof at the end. This beer is going everywhere. That's a that, that's a strange one. <laughs> oh, he tickles me. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> just uh, watching this guy try to drink this beer, and then the bottles just shake it. <laughs> Oh man, that got me. I don't know why. I just thought that was funny. Uh, well, you obviously aren't tickled by it, Tim. It's humorous. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Well, you know what it is though for this guy. I mean, that is bush league. Yeah, man. Stop the thing and have a drink. That's bush league. All right. And our final bush league nominee, this guy, who I think they're playing cricket. That's cricket. And yeah. To- and. No, <laughs> just goes rumbling, bumbling, stumbling all the way down. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong on this one. Yes, without without seeing the face of that man, he's a little bit too portly, but not by a lot. That could be Steve New. <laughs> Let me get a look at him here. Uh... Check it, you know, look at that that haircut there, it looks like, you know, a little bit Steve Newish. I don't think Steve's anywhere near that clumsy, but... No, I'm, I don't see it. Gentleman's too tall, uh, too big, and okay, well, I'm only work, I'm the only glasses. Working off of, uh, I'm only working off of photographs. You know, I don't... Uh, yeah, I've never seen Steve yeah I don't, I don't think he resembles so. Steve at all, but this gentleman just goes stumbling forward all the way across this room, and boom, face first into, like, the... I don't know if that's a bench or an altar or what that is. He just falls right into it. It's quite the uh, quite the move, and nobody really seemed to. One guy is kind of half. One kid is kind of half paying attention, but uh, <laughs> no one else seemed to care that he piled, <laughs> which I find funnier than the piling myself. But. <laughs> well, you know what that move was, though. It ain't cricket. It's uh. It's bush league. Uh. Yeah, that's that's how Bush League. You know, you see? That's Bush League, you see? <laughs> okay, Kramer. <laughs> Just get TR on here to do his Kramer impression and get the sensor ready. Oh, good Lord, yeah. Because that word's coming <laughs> out, probably. 
All right, so Tim, you're the man. You pick our winner. Who gets the Bush oh, League nominee this week? Boy. Okay, the beer one is just dumb, like on his part. Like, it's funny, but it's just dumb, so no award for him. Bronze at best. Um, you know, I'm going to go with the little kid. I, I like that one. Because he's going to block. I'm trying to tell, is he screaming or is he laughing? When they zoom in uh, on know, the kid right sure. in the middle there, is he upset or is he having a good time? Is there? I, well, by the sound, I'd say he's laughing. So that that I, I'm, he knows what's coming. That's yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he does. Early, but that's his early practice for when he gets a DUI. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, to that gentleman and uh, his father, congratulations! You guys are the winners of Bush League this week, which means. Uh, if you contact uh, Delco Hair Care and Tire Center, they will repair the door that uh, wouldn't work to keep your kid inside the, the hatch there. And, so now and give and give you a perm. <laughs> oh man, go, oh, dude! You bought me. Really? Oh man! All right, Boggins, get your dad to choose out. We're gonna do it right this time. That's Bush League for this week. Bush League. <laughs> you 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 mock me and yet you laugh. So there you go. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an eighties thing. I don't know. Does anybody even get those anymore? That's that's what made me laugh. Is <laughs> oh, I remember <laughs> Nate. I, I remember my brother, my older brother, two years older than me. He he had it done several times in high school, and I mocked him outrageously. You know, you look like a poodle. You look like that guy off of uh, you know some black guy off some dance video or something. It's just, this is a horrendous look for a white man. Horrendous. Absolutely. Um, Adam Silver was on Sports Center this evening. I don't know if anybody got a chance to catch it. I caught, I caught some of it. So here, let's kind of, I'll kind of go through here as to what Adam Silver said. Now this may take me a few minutes here to kind of go over everything, but here's uh, the article as laid out by, um, Tim, Tim Bontemps from ESPN. As Silver said in SportsCenter interview with Rachel Nichols on Wednesday, the league attempts to navigate the coronavirus pandemic. One potential option for bringing back the sport would be some kind of charity competition separate from regular NBA play in order to give NBA fans stuck at home something to watch. In addition, Silver said he isn't sure what the NBA schedule will look like if play resumes this season and isn't ready to think the league will have to cancel just yet. He acknowledged the situation could lead to a complete reshaping of the NBA calendar. In the immediate term, though, Silver said the league's 30 teams are weighing several scenarios of trying to decide when and how the NBA can resume play whenever it's able to. Uh, What conditions we need for the league to restart? I would say looking at three different things, he told Nichols. One is to restart and operate as we've known it, with 19,000 fans in the building. Option two is, should we consider restarting without fans, and what would that mean? Because presumably, we had a large group of players and staff around them. You could test them 
and follow some sort of protocol doctors and health officials may say it's safe to play. Third option we're looking at now, the impact on the national psyche of having no sports programming on television. And one of the things we've been talking about are there conditions in which a group of players could compete, maybe for a giant fundraiser, just collective good of the people, where you take a subset of players and there's a protocol where they can be tested and quarantined and isolated in some way, and they could compete against one another. Because people are stuck at home, and I think they need a diversion, and they need to be entertained. Silver went on to say he estimates the NBA employs as many as 55,000 people, including game day workers at the 29 arenas across the league, and that party is thinking of as well. How do we restart the economy, and what role can the NBA play? As I look at the options, maybe we can it's just games. Something I've always said is 99% of people consume our game through some sort of media platform. It's only a tiny percentage of fans who get to see our games in arenas. Those fans who watch on TV or whatever device they are uh, are just like people in the arena, and maybe through new kinds of technology, there are ways fans can be virtual and react to plays and make noise in the arena. Silver also said some of the league's recent innovations, including the Elam ending at last month's All-Star Game, opened up the possibility of doing different things with the schedule under circumstances when the games do resume. Um, now I'm not going to go through this whole entire article. So there's a lot here, a lot to unpack here, but silver's kind of trying to put in perspective here, Tim, um, getting something going, some kind of, of, of game of some sort, trying to get the league back to playing something, anything. What do you think about that? Some of these things. I mean, no, I'm not against it, I guess, but I just, I don't know, man. I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I just don't. It's it's hard to imagine that it can. It really is. It's very hard to to imagine you can. I'm sure that their people are going to tell them, look, the risk is just too high. And if we bungle it again, let's for some reason, let's say, then we're yeah. really, then we're really up in it. Because yeah. Then we're not, you know, then we're not coming back for a long time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Said so I, I just can't see any scenario where the between between the health and the liability. And the fear of litigation, I just don't know anybody brave enough to take all that on at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good idea, and maybe once this maybe we once this starts getting better, we have an idea, and maybe we can come up with something. But as of right now, it's too, I think it's too dangerous to even uh, to even consider it. I don't know. That, we'll have to, that, uh, that's my take on it, but you know, what do I know? Yeah, it's kind of hard to weigh out, and and I know, I know this has been hard for everybody, especially you know if you've had to go shopping, um, grocery. The grocery stores, Tim, are, are crazy. Um, I'll be yeah. the first to tell you, it's been I a madhouse. I am aware. I mean, people are, I mean, it's just everything, um, toilet paper, paper towels, um, just anything people are, they're trying to load up on to 
just to be safe and, you know, got to take care of one another. But uh, a big run has been made on meat. Like, if you go to the store, it's really, really tough to get your hands on, you know, hamburger or, you know, meat of any kind. Stores are doing the best they can to keep up with the demand, but they bring it out, and as quick as they bring it out, it's gone. So, uh, one thing, though, you can do to ensure is um, is to contact our friends at Stay Classy Meats. Now, I know what you're, you're, what you're thinking, but I've got an email sent from the good people at Stay Classy Meats. Tim, and I would like to read it, if that's possible. You, uh, uh, can you read, Nate? Well, I will do my best. No, then it's uh, possible. Uh, here we go. We hope that you, your family and loved ones are safe and doing well. We would like to take this opportunity to let you all know that we're sitting on a lot of meat supply and we have more on the way. We've received an influx of orders and customer questions asking if we are still working. So long as FedEx and we talked to Nick Hoff who said FedEx will not stop. Uh, so long as FedEx does not disrupt services, we will be able to fulfill all orders as they arrive. There seems to be a lot of hysteria out there when it comes to purchasing any type of goods. I have heard from countless customers that when they go to their local grocery stores, all the meat is gone, as well as toilet paper and paper towels. We've shifted our focus internally to expedite the packing and shipping of all orders. We will do our part to stock people's freezers and give everyone the peace of mind they have food. He asked me to please let all of our listeners know if you're looking for meat, they are an option they have plenty of product to go around, and they're still working with ranchers and processors, and that's the beauty of working in and around rural Montana, safe, easy, and convenient. So Stay Classy Meats, if you need to get meat to your house, Stay Classy Meats can still do it. They are not shut down. They are taking care of you. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com, use promo code WIDE, save 10%, and get a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. They have orders going out all the time, and if you've ever wondered, when should I try Stay Classy Meats, now's the time. They will take care of you in this dire situation because you won't even have to leave your house to get all this great product brought to you, Tim. And I think that's fantastic that they're able to still do that. Locally grown, operated, and owned. It don't hurt. I know that. No, not at all. Not at all. And uh, Nick Hoff said FedEx will continue to run. Because uh, they are considered essential personnel, uh, as will probably UPS and the post office. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you ever wanted a chance, you ever wanted to try it out, now's your chance. Uh, let's hear some more from Stay Classy Meats, shall we? Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right. If you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection, whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meat is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. 
All right. Thanks to our great sponsors, as always. Law Offices of Stephen P. New, StripCamFun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and StayClassyMeats.com. We love all of you. Thank you so much. Support them while you're stuck inside. And, and I do want to say something else here. Um, if they're still open and you're looking, try to support a small business as best you can in this time. And, um, hey, if you're a, a wrestling fan, support some local indie wrestlers who are losing bookings over this. Um, some of them, that's the only way they make money. So buy some merch. You know, buy something if you can, if you can afford to. You know, just try and help everybody out the best you can. Um, just, you know, small businesses and, and, and things like that. If you can, of course, try and support them. But again, be safe. That's our number one goal. Be safe and let's, uh, stop the spread as best we can. Cause we don't need this going any longer because by God, I want some sports back in a hurry. What about you, Tim? For real. Stop the, I, I don't know if I agree with stop the spread necessarily, but well, spread of the disease. <laughs> Oh, I was of course talking about peanut butter, but well, I mean, you don't—you're not a big peanut butter fan, though. You're allergic to peanuts, <laughs> right? But I was still talking about peanut butter. Right? It could uh, be the cheese whiz. It could be the jam. It could be the well, if you're butter. A little bit. If you're a little the butter, or if you're a little bit strange, it could be that Nutella stuff. Um, lots of things. You can cream cheese. Lots of things. Could be a lot of things. You're right. But let me tell you what. I had a chance to talk to our guy, Jacob Goldstein, from the play, the inventor of the player Impact Plus Minus, reporter for B-Ball Index, and uh, we kind of did a little bit of a mock into the year awards here, where he and I sat down, discussed some of his uh, parameters in terms of the NBA with his statistics, and we gave out, or he kind of gave out his... Uh, End of the year awards, coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, all that stuff. And uh, you and I might get into that next week, Tim. I think that's something we can study up on a little bit and make our predictions next week of who would have won the rookie of the year and uh, MVP and all that. Sound good? Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, ladies and gentlemen, I am driving this motorcycle and Tim is in the sidecar eating a meatball sub. But uh <laughs> I object to the meatball sub immediately. I'd rather eat nothing, dude. Really? Man, meatball subs are awesome. Ugh, can't stand them. Oh my god. Come on. You can have Good. my I mean, well, okay, hold on. What kind of cheese is on there? What kind do you want? Well, you know what kind I want. Oh, dear God. Let's go to our (laughs) interview with Jacob Goldstein. We'll see you on the other side. (laughs) Back again on Wide Men Can't Jump is a data scientist at unblockable ink he's also the creator of the player impact plus minus and he's over at the b-ball index it's jacob goldstein jacob thanks again for jumping on and talking about some nba and some of the uh, statistics you bring have been fantastic thank you thank you for having me it's always good to talk to you and uh well before we get into statistics and 
start breaking down because you're the guy I wanted to talk to about the end of the year awards. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're probably not going to have a regular season finish. I figure it's over and we can go ahead and start mm-hmm. looking at uh, who we think is going to win. Playoffs is another story, but I'm actually not holding out a lot of doubt that they'll even be in NBA playoffs this year with what's going on. But uh, before we get into that, um, you know, this, this virus situation, you know, you shared something a couple of days ago, or it was put out a couple of days ago about the COVID-19 research questions from Kaggle. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on here. What, what have you heard so far? I mean, are you, do you know basically what we know? Is there any insight that you've got here, at least on the league when it comes to this coronavirus, the COVID-19 strand? Uh, basically, I, I know it has been put out there publicly. I mean, it, it's a highly infective and, and very dangerous virus, and I, I'm not a, a virus expert by any means, so I, I'm used to looking at data, so I'm, I'm able to somewhat interpret what's going on. Uh, and essentially, all we all we can really do is try and flatten the curves, keep physical distancing. Obviously, socializing still is, is uh, still a good thing to do to, to help keep spirits up and help pass time. But, you know, just keeping a physical distance, washing hands as much as we can, uh, uh, you know, just t- washing out for ourselves. And if we all follow protocol and, and we all protect ourselves, protect, you know, those around us, then we can get through this as soon as possible and get back to, you know, basketball in a couple months and, and normal life in general. Uh, regarding basketball more specifically, my understanding is, roughly speaking the rest of the regular season probably isn't going to happen potentially there would be some you know pseudo preseason games or a little play-in tournament of some kind to help uh figure out the back end of the playoffs but relatively speaking if something is going to happen it will be some abbreviated playoffs or, or the playoffs beginning earliest probably July or August. Uh, my maybe go to a, maybe go to a best of five or something. Exactly. Yeah. Somehow abbreviate it to still fit it in. My guess based off just from reading up on, on COVID-19 and when it's expected to peak and when it's expected for it to, you know, have a vaccine and be safe to really even start playing games without a, a fans and attendance even still, my guess is, if they really want to have a playoffs, they could in July, August, potentially more likely and, and kind of the scenario that I would probably prefer to see at this point, just for a public health standpoint is, you know, just cancel the rest of the season, cancel the playoffs. It's okay to not have um, a champion this year. You know, not every year is ruined by, you know, a pandemic outbreak that's threatening the entire globe. That's, pretty uncommon so you know if there's ever a time to just cancel it i think it would be now and if it's either the regular start of the next season or even if they have to delay that a little bit to christmas just work on isolating the impact of this to just this season instead of trying to smush in the playoffs and then having that impact next year as well um i i just think it becomes a lot simpler if you say okay now we're in free agency we're going to start doing that for this next year, figure out when the draft's going to happen for this next year, instead of mm-hmm. trying to reschedule and shoehorn in um, the rest of the season and, and even the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're looking at more than likely not going to have any, um, any playoffs or anything like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. If they did, I think that we could safely say that, uh, you know, we would have, if we decided to do it, we would have our 16 teams that would be in because um, the margin to between eighth and ninth in both divisions is actually kind of sizable. Well, let's go ahead and dive into, uh, since you and I kind of both agree that the season's basically done for, um, let's go ahead and look at our regular season award winners here. And if anybody hasn't paid attention, we, Tim and I brag on Jacob's uh, player impact plus minus system. We love it. Uh, really like seriously, we, we really put it over all the time. So it's a very interesting stat that we have come to pay more attention to than, than most. So let's look at your and your predictions as well in terms of player impact plus minus here. Uh, we'll start with um, the sixth man of the year. According to you, who would be the sixth man of the year? I know a lot of people are, are looking at, at Lou Williams. A lot of people are saying Montrez Harrell. I've heard quite a few names thrown out there, but if uh, you and your statistics, what do you? Uh, what would you have to say about that? If this season, you know, obviously we're not to continue. I, I think the sixth man of the year, would probably, in my opinion, be Montrez Harrell. I, I think Lou Williams has had a bit of a down year that's kind of gone under the radar because the Clippers have still been so good. You know, the, obviously the team got considerably better, but his role has shrunk considerably now that he's behind both uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. His his playmaking is still there, but you now his efficiency is down a little bit, especially um, from within the arc. Uh, he's not really getting to the free throw line as effectively. So I, I just think what he does, and given that his main thing is he's an elite scorer, if he's not asked to do that as much, then he's probably not um, the the best six man in the league. And, and I just think what Montrez Harrell has done this year, um, I mean, he he was a candidate last year as well, but, you know, his efficiency is, is still up really high. He He's seemingly played better defense to me. He, he's a good enough ball mover. And, you know, as a six man, uh, I think he, he's still done a really good job kind of being the best player on that bench unit now that Montrez is a little bit, or, or sorry, now that Lou Williams is a little bit more um, relegated to a bit of a, a third best player, offensive player role at any given time. Whereas Montrez is able to kind of unlock a little bit more of the offense given that he's, you know, an interior presence. Um, I, I think George Hill probably also deserves some consideration. You know, there's always, typically a six man of the year award goes to the best scorer off the bench. Um, and George Hill would kind of fit into that more of uh, Andre Guadala six man of the year candidacy. And in, in the regard that he's not going to put up a crazy number of points, but what he does is actually incredibly important. So I, I think George Hill deserves a decent amount of mention, even though he of course probably won't end up winning the award. Um, now, if, if we're really breaking this out into people who technically fit into the six man definition, you know, playing less than half their games as a starter, then Christian Wood has probably been the best quote unquote bench performer this season. He's really had a breakout season for the Pistons. You know, he's top 25, I believe he's 25th on the season in player impact plus minus, which is definitely the highest out of any of these kind of candidates uh, for the six man award. But then again, you know, now he's essentially a full-time starter. Um, the Pistons themselves are not like a great team or anything, so that kind of goes against his candidacy. So even though he's probably been the best 
six-man performer on the year. Um, my guess is that uh, Montrezl Harrell would be the one to actually win the award, given he's you know a higher volume scorer. There's no voter fatigue that you would get from someone like Lou Williams. He hasn't had a bit of a worse year like Lou has as well. Um, and, and he just fits the typical role a little bit better than George Hill would, even if George Hill is also having a really, really impressive year as kind of that impactful but not ton of points score off, uh, off the bench. You know, you bring up voter fatigue. Um, you know, that's probably why we don't see a lot of back-to-back MVPs a lot of times, and you see a lot mm-hmm. of uh, – a lot of people saying, well, we don't want to give it to this guy. He just wanted a year ago or something. Uh, how much of a problem do you think voter fatigue is in the NBA? Because I feel like there's times when there were some guys that should have legit won MVP, but they didn't because they had just won it a year prior. It's certainly a I, – I don't know how exactly big of a deal it is, but, I mean, certainly a real thing. For instance, LeBron, famously, 2011, probably should have won the MVP, but – it's the entire narrative went against them. Maybe it's not voter fatigue, but it's building that narrative each year gets harder when a guy's done it every year. Whereas, you know, when a player is a breakout season, even if they're not necessarily the most valuable player in the league, that kind of year to year narrative of how much they've improved can really help sell the story and help sway voters. And while that probably shouldn't matter, it of course does um, to given the fact that a lot of, the people who vote on these awards are media and their, their whole job is selling the story of the season. Um, so I wouldn't quite say that voter fatigue is the biggest issue. It's just that telling the story of who's going to win this award and why this year they're deserving as compared to last year is a lot easier when someone didn't just win the award last year as well without then getting demonstrably better. Well, let's take a look at our next, uh, our next award here. I'm going to throw one at you but that you kind of can't throw statistics at real quick. This is one of my <laughs> favorites. Coach of the year. This one uh, you're not going to find statistically, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it normally always goes to, you know, the, the guy who usually coaches the best team. So, But what do you think? Coach of the year, who would get it? I've seen a lot of people say Nick Nurse uh, with being able to keep Toronto playing as well as they have. Of course, a lot of people are going to throw out uh, Budenholzer. I think uh, there's some arguments even for uh, Frank Vogel. I mean, what do you think? Personally, I, I do think Nick Nurse is the coach of the year. Um, at the very least, I think he's the best coach in the NBA right now, even if, you know, similarly, it, it, he might not have the best story. Um, I just think Nick Nurse, what he's willing to do in terms of creativity is, is pretty up there. Like, he's willing to try stuff that very few other coaches will. And that in and of itself is a good testament to kind of the support he has from the franchise and just how much his players buy in and trust the system. Um, Budenholzer is, is, you know, he's a fair candidate. I I personally think he's a great regular season coach, but given all we know about how much he struggled to adjust in the playoffs historically, uh, it's harder for me to make the case for him as coach of the year, even though this is a single season, regular season award, um, just because, you know, he kind of has that narrative of being a playoff underperformer that he has to get past. I personally think before he would really have a shot at uh, winning coach of the year this season. So for me, I, I think it's pretty easily Nick nurse though. I will say that at, relatively speaking, this is probably one of the stronger points in NBA history in terms of coaches. Like, yeah, there's some bad coaches, but most 
I'd say 90% of coaches are, I would consider, you know, totally fine to good. Um, so it, it really does make it a little bit tougher to kind of dishevel who is actually doing a good job at something that we already struggle to not just measure, but, you know, a more casual fan or media member, it's harder to understand what coaches are really doing. Um, so when all the coaches then are like, there's no clear bad coaches or no clear bad coach to compare to, uh, it certainly makes it a little bit tougher to disseminate, you know, the good from the bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say Nick Nurse is, at least for me, the best coach in the NBA. Whether he he would be the one to win the award is, you know, as we were just talking about, a bit of a different uh, discussion overall. All right, so now let's change it up here. Defensive Player of the Year. This one's a big one for a lot of people. Um, it's kind of just been Rudy Gobert's to win, and a lot of people jokingly online saying he shut down the whole league. It's time to crown him again. <laughs> but um, you know, but uh, all right, look, that joke's so bad that people are doing it online. It deserves one of these. All right, uh, but when I look at Defensive Player of the Year, um, I honestly I have a hard time with this one every year. This one I'm always feeling like could go to. There's all kinds of players that that deserve it, but um, who would you give it to? I think defensive player of the year this year is Giannis, to be honest. I think Rudy is obviously having you know a very strong defensive season. There's a pretty easy case to make for him if you want, but similarly to what we were talking about earlier in regards to voter fatigue and, and maybe narrative fatigue is a better term, I mean, the case of Rudy is the same as it's been for the last two years. And if anything, maybe it's a little bit worse now that the Jazz don't quite have the you know top five defense that they've had in the past. Um, so while I think Gobert would be a perfectly fine deserving candidate, I, I think Giannis has a stronger case this year. I mean, he is easily one of the best defenders in the league, along with Brooke Lopez. Um, I think think the Bucks have put a perfect system in place to take advantage of the length that both Giannis and, and Brooke provide and the kind of mobility on the defensive end that they can have with uh, those kind of versatile defensive bigs in the paint. I mean, no one can score in the paint against them, and it, it's not even close to how they lead the league in terms of uh, defensive rim field goal percentage. Um, so I think it's a pretty easy case to make for Giannis as the defensive player of the year, uh, given that Gobert, you know, hasn't really taken a step forward. And, and I don't think there's anyone else really in the same realm as the two of them. Obviously, Anthony Davis has gotten a decent amount of uh, acclaim for his defense this year, as has LeBron, actually. And both of them have been, you know, kind of lightly tossed around as potential defensive player of the year candidates, given that the Lakers are so, so strong on that end. Um, but I think relatively speaking, Giannis is just better than both of those players. And he's probably at a similar level to Gobert, but he doesn't have the repeat narrative going against him. So for me, it's Giannis. Um, I think Bam at a bio is potentially, uh, he probably won't win it, but he had a real breakout season this year defensively. He's probably one of the top 10 defensive players in the league. So that's a guy that in a couple of years, could really come to challenge it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, this one's probably the easiest one that I'm going to throw out there. Most improved player. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I'm assuming? Uh, 
I mean, Brandon Ingram's certainly up there. I'd probably personally give it to Doncic, actually. I, I think the, really? the step that – Yeah, I mean, I think the step that Ingram took from where he was as Laker to now being, like, first-time all-star, really good offensive player, pretty solid defensively, is impressive, and that's a good step to take. But I think what Luka went from, you know, rookie, good offensive – I mean, for most – he was an MVP candidate, and he's probably fallen a little bit out of that discussion now, but he's certainly going to be second-team All-NBA at the worst, maybe third. So I, I kind of think the jump that Luka took towards this true superstar level is actually a more difficult jump for a player to make. And so I'd probably give it to Luka as um, the most improved player, though obviously Brandon Ingham hasn't a much easier case to make and probably would win it in actuality. Okay. Now we get to the two big ones here we need to talk about. Uh, First, rookie of the year. Um, I mean, Zion Williamson, you know, did some unprecedented things in limited time. Uh, John Morant's really been the guy who, who has been, in my opinion, the rookie of the year. I think it's a two-horse race, but to me, it's Jaw. What do you think? I would agree with you. I, I think here it comes down to philosophically how do we define rookie of the year? Like, are we trying to reward who had the best season as a rookie or who is the best player as a rookie? Because I think if we're talking about which rookie is the best at basketball right now, it's Zion. Like, Jaw's had a great season. Other rookies have been very good this year. But I think Zion is pretty clearly – the best rookie that being said you know we're trying to reward the entire rookie season in my mind personally so I think Jaw just because he was you know 75 percent as good as Zion but for a much longer period of time I I think that's where we can reward Jaw a little bit more now if Zion had had the rest of the season to continue playing at such a high level then maybe it's a slightly different discussion you know if he's able to approach 40 some games um, but, you know, just with what we got to see, Zion is the best rookie, but Josh should be rewarded for rookie of the year. All right. Well, here's the one I really wanted to talk about with you because I saw your posts online. You have charts and graphs to back <laughs> everything up. There's so much here that we can dive into. Let's look at it, shall we? MVP of the NBA. Who do you got, and tell us why. The MVP for me this year is Giannis. Um, I think Giannis has been the best player throughout the entire course of the season. If you look at player impact plus minus, literally by any way you want to split it, I recently put out a tool which lets you pick between any two dates for the season. And as far as I can tell, no matter how you split it, Giannis rates is the best player in the league for any stretch of time. Uh, that was played this season, and I think that's you know a pretty uh, impressive mark in terms of overall season impact. He leads the metric by t- over two and a half points per hundred possessions, which is you know the same between the gap as Kawhi Leonard, who is second in the metric, and uh, you know someone who ranks like 15th to 20th in the metric. You know Giannis has just been that much more impactful than other players uh, through, over the course of this season. So given the fact that he's having a historically high level of impact, did it through this entire season that we have data for, you know, that was actually played. I, I don't really think you can make a case for anyone else. Giannis 
passes, yes, he won last year, but he clearly is more impactful this year. The Bucks are clearly better this year. They're on pace for, you know, high 60s win total, uh, which is one of the stronger regular seasons. No one doubts that they're a great regular season team, and I kind of feel like recently before, you know, the season went on hiatus and, and you know, all hell broke loose, people were trying to find a narrative, find some way to make a discussion between Giannis and specifically LeBron, but even Harden or Kawhi. Um, and I, I just don't really think you can make that argument in good faith. I, I think Giannis has just been on another level this year. And while LeBron maybe would have had a chance to pass him if Giannis was out with extended injury and LeBron kept playing at such a high level, that didn't happen. You know, based off what has actually played, Giannis was the best player. Giannis was the most impactful player. And if we're trying to give it to someone else, we're just overthinking it here because, you know, the case for anyone else will be 75% more flimsy than it would be for Giannis. Yeah. And I have to agree. I thought Giannis was the clear MVP. I mean, that Bucks team was on a roll. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, this was the big teller. I mean, I know LeBron played well and he had a chance to improve, but LeBron was not even the leading scorer on his team. Uh, now, granted, he had more assists, but Anthony Davis, you could have made a case for Anthony Davis to be the MVP this year as well um, with mm-hmm. his scoring, his rebounding. But Giannis just blew, in my opinion, everybody away with his numbers. And, of course, people say the East is weak and yada, yada. But, of course, you know, the Lakers schedule, you know, they beat they, – they went one and two against the Clippers. Um, and there's some other stats out there that you can stack up against it. Um I don't know. Just felt like to me that it was um, it was Giannis's award, and yeah, I know they don't they don't like to do the back to back thing, but I think it's uh, the only way, at least this year. That's mm-hmm. just me. Um, yeah, I would agree. And you know, like even when you account for strength of schedule, which is something that we do regularly with you know team offensive rating, team defensive rating, the Bucks still rate as the best team, even compared to who they actually played. Like so, even once you take that all into account, which is a valid argument, still the Bucks is the best team. So, and it's still the Bucks is the best team by a considerable amount. Like the Lakers rate seventy five percent as wet level, and it's still the Bucks is the better team. Then it's still Giannis is the better player. You know, it it makes for an easy case as opposed to LeBron's case, which is arguing why the player on the worst team with worse stats has actually been better this year. Which is why you get stuff like, oh, he was 35. It's like, yeah, it's an impressive 35 year old season, but that doesn't actually matter for MVP. Yeah. Well, Jacob, I appreciate all the time you've had here for us today and uh, everything we got to talk about, you know, MVP and, and a little update on the, the virus. Hope you're staying safe wherever you are, uh, staying quarantined, isolated, social distancing, all that good stuff. So, uh, Hopefully this blows over soon and we'll at least get to see some NBA draft uh, stuff. Probably won't see any workouts or anything, but at least we'll get to see the draft and Mm -hmm. hopefully something happens. Um, At least NFL free agency has been interesting so far, so we'll have to wait and see. But I do appreciate your time here and I hope that everybody's okay with you and you and yours. And don't you let our listeners know where they can keep up with you, follow you, find you, and uh, get your work and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mostly want to put a message out that everyone out there, you know, staying safe, washing their hands, doing everything they can to protect themselves. 
thanks again, Jacob. You can follow him on uh, social media, and he's all over the place. Go find him. It's Jacob Goldstein. Thanks again, man. We really appreciate you. And uh, go ahead and plug away if you want your social media and all that. Thank you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob E. Goldstein or just by minus. Uh, it's probably the easiest way. Um, eventually, we'll have some more draft stuff coming out as we get a clear idea of when that actually will be scheduled. And, you know, once the NBA, if they put out an updated schedule for the playoffs for the regular season, get some projections out there as to, you know, what we expect to happen. Um, so, yeah, just keeping an ear open, eye open, uh, seeing what's going to happen with the rest of the year and, and playing it by ear with the draft and playoffs and projections and all that fun stuff. All right. Well, thanks, Jacob. Appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye. And that was my conversation with Jacob Goldstein. Sorry, you got a little choppy there at the end. Uh, His phone started cutting out on me. I don't know what happened, but... Nevertheless, good to hear from Jacob Goldstein, and always good to uh, always good to get caught up on what he thinks about the MVP and the player impact plus minus. Tim, are you with me? I'm hanging in there, Nate. Always hanging in there. Well, look at that. Our time has come and our time has gone. Uh, we're nearly at the Aww. end of the show. Yes, and next week we go into a. Uh, more of a sports-oriented show where we'll be talking more about all the other sports that are affected and uh, some NFL free agency and the most disappointing teams in the history of sports. So looking forward to that. Don't know about you, Tim. It's going to be uh, entertainment tonight crossed with married with children. That's what you can look forward to next week. Married with love and marriage, love and marriage. Go together like a horse and carriage. Ah, <laughs> oh, what the hell? One time for old times. That is the new uh, song for uh, Charmin. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. Constant craving. <laughs> you know, poor some guy in his house with a, a diarrhea, and that song is playing, and he looks over at the paper toilet, uh, the holder, and it's nothing. <laughs> Looks like I'm taking a shower tonight. Well, in certain, I, it's my understanding that in certain parts of the United States, it's the corn cob. Oh, ow! No, I've been. I have it on fairly good authority that if the corn has been eaten or shucked, at least, like it's not necessarily eaten. And, you, uh-huh. and it's wet, and it's so you got some leftover husk on the on the cob, and it's uh-huh. wet. Uh, apparently it's it'll do in a pinch. Apparently. Well, I'll tell you what, you can test that out, and you can report back because I'm not doing it. Tell you what, 
I'll be I'll be clipping my nails and scooping with my fingers before I use a corn cob. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a shower. I mean, <laughs> well, what if the water is what if there's no water? Well, there's a nice creek outside, so <laughs> new meaning to well, that somehow I don't know why, but that somehow ties into Copperhead Road for me somehow. <laughs> well, we've been traveling down Copperhead Road this week, and thanks everybody for tuning. Week to keep on keeping on, and. Uh, you can find What's us up, on people? iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, WidemenCan'tJump.com, and much, much more. Tim, anything you want to add before we uh, get on out of here? Chins up, people. Smile. Tomorrow's another day. Things could be worse. You could cheer for the Knicks. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. But in the end... Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Stay safe, stay quarantined, and uh, take care of yourselves and each other, to borrow from the great Jerry Springer. Uh, Tim, send us home. Everybody go home now. (laughs) (laughs) Play the music, Shackleford, for Christ's sake. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. StripCamFun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at Facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at StayClassyMeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter, at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.